Okay, so we're going to do a shot as ever to begin with, but I am actually really scared by this one because it smells and looks horrible. So There's a story behind that rum. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. All right, well, let's not break tradition here. Is that even English? Is that even English? The following podcast contains two dummies who do not represent their countries or cultures in any way, shape, or form. No, really, you've been warned. Yeah, that's really bad. Did I just swallow gasoline? That's, that's definitely the worst one. All right. All right, please tell me why why do you have alcohol like that? Like what? Well, hang on. <laughs> why, why do you have alcohol like that on like in your house cuz that's awful. Well, okay, Ollie, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Who are we? Sorry. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Is that even English? A horrible start. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh back up. Welcome, guys, to another episode of Is That Even English? Uh, we're choking right now, but I'm Lucas. And I'm Ollie. <laughs> and today we're going to tell you our drinking stories. Oh, God. After the shot goes down. I feel like everybody's going to be like, well, we already know your drinking stories. That's that's you every other week when you release podcasts, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> we're always talking about drinking, <laughs> dating, yeah, Paulo. Yeah. <laughs> it comes up a lot. That's true. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's appropriate for us to, I guess, indulge a little bit in more drinking stories. Yeah, we're just going to talk about just flat out stories where we get drunk. Yeah, um, I guess different scenarios, like nights out, patios, house parties, whatever it might be. Whether it be us or stuff we've seen or experienced with other people around us, right? Yeah, so let's not get caught up explaining over explaining it like we always do. So yeah, the story behind that white rum. Yes, please. So, a couple months ago... Our good friend and, you know, fans seem to love her, Hannah. Yep. We decided to road trip to Chicago to go see one of our favorite bands, the Lawrence Arms. Right. And when we got there, after, you know, the six or seven hour drive, we our first stop was to get booze. Obviously. So we, we stopped at a CVS, which is, <coughs> for the Canadians out there, it's the American equivalent of a shopper's. Yeah. And you know CVS, we went. That's where we got our booze in Vegas. Like that's crazy that you can go to your like pharmacy and get alcohol in a you know in the states. It's it, like for if anyone in the UK, it's it's the equivalent of going to Boots, but we we actually can't get alcohol in Boots. You so can't. It's, it's okay, weird. so it's like an American thing. Like yes, it's not sure. something you do. One hundred percent. Okay, I was because I know Canada sometimes has like BS laws about alcohol. Right. Like, you know we're uptight about it for some reason, but. It's good to hear that the UK is kind of on the same level, <laughs> yeah. at least in that that respect. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, us being Canadians and not, you know, not being used to just going anywhere to get alcohol. You know, we have to go to the LCBO here in Ontario, which is like a designated store. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we go there and we see this $10, two liter, $10 bottle of rum. Oh, God. I mean, and like how much? How much in Canadian, well, I guess in USD, because that's where you are. Yeah. What would be the normal USD price for a two liter bottle of rum? Like, I don't, I've never bought any alcohol that's like a liter or more. Like, it's yeah, like, true. Like, it would be, it would be in Canadian, like, you're probably spending, and like, don't quote me on this, but like, at least 40 to $50 right. on a liter. Yes, exactly. Right? Like, two liters, like, uh, like, shitty rum, like, probably like 70 to 100 bucks. <laughs> So ten US dollars for two liters of rum. Yeah, and that in itself uh, is a red flag. Yeah, well, as everyone could hear, <laughs> if only they could see our faces. After I can confirm 
It was fucking terrible. <laughs> it really was. Um, it was a great way to start, though. So thank you very much for destroying my insides, to say the least. Yeah. So, so wait till, till tomorrow. What actually? Just just on that other point about um, going to LCBOs here in Canada. It's correct me if I'm wrong. It's only recently that you can actually go to supermarkets now and actually buy alcohol. That was not a thing until yeah. relatively recently. Like right? last year. Why is that? why is it has it been like that well, or? because like in the uk it's like i guess for like all the years of me going to buy alcohol that's all i've ever known supermarkets is just the thing like is it was it always such a frowned upon idea that you would ever be able to buy alcohol in a supermarket here's the thing you europeans <laughs> kicked out the puritans hundreds of years ago right and where did they go they came to north america <laughs> so we have a lot of like leftover laws from all those like Right. religious uppity types that you guys got rid of okay that's our fault then <laughs> right so like so like and i don't canada's kept them more than some states has right where the whole like alcohol restrictions is crazy right like even in the grocery stores they can't sell alcohol outside of the time that an lcbo is closed yeah so if an lcbo is closed the grocery store won't sell you alcohol right and, the, and an lcbo again clarity like an off license in the uk um what I guess I guess in those in terms of those restrictions, when you were growing up at like school, university, whatever it might be, when you and you guys wanted to go and get drunk, like who who would be the person to like like right? We need to get someone who's going to go and get pick up this alcohol for us. You ask your older brother, uh, of course, or your older sister, or so it's um, like it is like they do in the films. Yeah, or like you know, like you steal something from your parents. Yes. All right. So did you did you grow up with your parents having a drinks cupboard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so... That so was it, a popular thing. You know, I, I totally was going to tell this story about Hannah and I going to Chicago, but this reminded me of something else. And okay. We can get back to... The Chicago story is a good one. We'll come back to we'll that. We'll come back to that. That's a very recent one in my life, but... Good. Um, Paulo and I... There he is. Got to bring him up every episode. Yep. Uh, we... The first... Not the first time we got drunk together, but one of, like, the first times, like, we went to a party. Mm-hmm. And it was... You guys don't know Paulo yet, but... Paulo has, like, a lot of cousins around the same age as him. So he's yeah. really close with them. And, you know, um, they invited us to a party one summer, and we were still in high school. And I remember going to that party. I was like, how am I going to get alcohol? Well, I took my mom's vodka, put it in a water bottle, and then I filled up the difference with water. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> the classic thing. I exactly. don't know if you have ever done that. But well, why Why the difference with water? Just so you Because it's clear and it makes it look like you so have So she has no idea you've not taken any. Right, okay, well, I get that, you. Like, it's very naive because then she has a shot of her vodka <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> well, the worry with that is that she might take a shot of it and be like, am I becoming too accustomed to vodka? <laughs> Did that taste way too much like water to me? Maybe I have a problem. Also, apologies. You know, my mom probably listens to this. But, uh, you know? <laughs> So yeah, we went to we went to uh, this party and I, you know nothing really too noteworthy. It was like one of the first times I got really drunk. I remember <laughs> Paul's aunt was there during this whole party. Like it was a party, people were drinking. It was wild. Mm-hmm. It was a big place. But I remember like I on the drive there, it was pretty far. I had my whole bottle of the vodka. <laughs> wow, it's great to be young, right? Like you can just have a <laughs> bottle of vodka and be like, Not yeah, come back. You know, and I'm I'm talking to his aunt because I had to do like a a video project for the charity she worked for. Right. It, the, the vodka hit me like a wave and I'm trying to stay sober while talking to Paulo's aunt. You were trying like, to stay sober after drinking a whole bottle of vodka. A whole water bottle. So like water. 250 or 500 milliliters right, of, wa- okay. of vodka, right? Like it yep. was just like, 
Like, it hit me like a wall. And I was like, and I wasn't used to being drunk yet. And it was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Of course, your tolerance would be super low. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I remember trying to talk to her and just being like, I need to get out of this really fast. <laughs> I need to go back to the party. Right. And then I, apparently all the stories of me, like, I was just really loud and yelling and, like, trying to be friends with everybody. And yep, woke classic. up the next day, no hangover. Because I was, like, 17. Exactly. Right. Hangover's that. Fuck. Yeah, but uh, you, you talk about, like, oh, all right, so, like, when I was younger, etc., stuff like that. Wait until you get to your 30s. Yeah, because Ollie's, Ollie's an old man compared to me. That's that's when things that's when things really suck. But I find I find that you can find an extra gear when you need to. So if, if you're on holiday, that seems to be right. You keep playing that card, but I haven't seen that extra gear yet. Vegas. Three <laughs> nights in a row. No problem. We did yeah. one big night in two kind of... But here in Toronto, I will have one night and I'll be like, that's it, I'm not drinking Yeah, the then you day. won't go for the, we- the rest of the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whereas, whereas, obviously, when I was younger, there would be, especially at university, like that would be like a daily thing. Uh-huh. No problem. And hangovers would be would be no issue. Fuck, even for me, two years ago, like I was getting hammered like four nights a week. Yeah. And, it was, and I'd go to work, like, I'd teaching yoga at, like, 7 a.m. and be fine. Exactly. Now it's like, this glass of wine is going <laughs> to... I'm going to wake up tomorrow to my construction job and be like, ah, oh, I have to go to work early tomorrow, too. No! <laughs> that realization that kicks in. <laughs> Do you remember, like, it doesn't have to be the first time, but, like, one of the first times you got drunk? And how old were you? Um, yeah, I think the first time, the first time I remember getting drunk would be um, with my family. I think that on the whole, a lot of people I know, that's the same route they took. And the reason being, they were probably a little bit more lenient to the idea of you being young enough to be like, okay, go on, have a little sip here and there. But it was a Christmas party with my family. And I would say I was 13. And yeah. it was my cousin who is, uh, hello, Adam. Um, he's, <laughs> he's like three or four years older than me. And he obviously at the time being like a teenager himself found it pretty damn hilarious to be able to get his 13 year old cousin drunk for the first time so we were sat one end of the table when all the adults were the other end and he'd be allowed to have a couple of beers because he was still only like like 16 maybe 17 at the time but he would sneak alcohol underneath the table to me and i'll be having these sips and i would think it's the most amazing and coolest thing ever that my older cousin was feeding me alcohol (laughs) But within within a few sips, I remember I remember standing up and needing to go to the bathroom and feeling that that degree of dizzy that I've never experienced before. Thinking, what the hell is this? This is exciting, right? Like, it's like crazy. What on earth is going on to my body? Why have I? Why do I have that need to actually want to talk to more people? And why why do I want to dance even though there's no music on? It was that <laughs> it was that sort of sense, um, and it was very obvious, obviously, very quickly that to the rest of the family holy shit who's got oliver drunk and he would be sitting at the end of the table like looking looking away thinking yeah of course of course it's not me me no yeah clearly it was him that was that was the first time and i had a huge amount of respect for him but i remember after that every time we had a family function i would always ask is adam gonna be there (laughs) and we're like come on no that that's a funny that reminds me of a couple things the first thing it reminds me of like this new year's that just passed my my sister, who's a young teenager, uh, she FaceTimed me right. while we were we were together. We were uh, at uh, Steamwhistle. Yeah. 
right? Uh, so we were we were having a New Year's party. My sister <laughs> FaceTimes me at midnight. I thought she was just being like, you know, Happy New Year's, whatever. But she was drunk. Okay. <laughs> this is the first time you've ever heard her drunk. I don't think she's ever been drunk before or right. after that. She felt pretty sick that after that. So I think it scared her away from alcohol. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I was just like, and she was with my parents at the time. So she was being sneaky and like, yes, taking a couple sips here and there. But um, that reminds me of a time. I didn't even have this written down for tonight. Okay. But the a time I got drunk in front of my family is, so at the end of every summer, my family would throw a big party. They'd invite all their friends. It'd just be massive. And, and uh, our neighbors was my aunt and uncle. So we combined backyards nice. and houses. They'd hire a bartender. Like, it would be like wow, a big proper party. Hiring a bartender. That's, yeah. that's a pretty unique thing. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it, but... Uh, this one year, I think it was the, I was going into grade 12. Okay. I think it was going into so grade 12. So you were what, 17, 18? Yeah. So okay. this, like drinking was a fairly new thing to me. And, and you know, you're sitting across from me. I've always kind of looked like this. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So bar, bartenders have never had to question yeah. my age, right? Sure. And it was a private event too that they don't care, right? Yeah. So, you know, the, the bartender was giving me drinks. He was also a coworker of mine at my, uh. My other job. So his other job, we, we shared. So I knew him, too. He's feeding me drinks. I happened to get really drunk. And I would say a month or two before that, I went to my other side, my neighbors. So the neighbors that weren't related to me. Right. I went to go pick up my sister because my sister was friends with their kid. And I met a girl there. And I was, like, infatuated. I was like, oh, my God, this girl's so beautiful. And we yep. talked. And she knew, like, the band's. She recognized, I think I was wearing like a flatliner shirt or something. She recognized the band. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't get her name or anything. She added me on Facebook or something. So I remember being really drunk, <laughs> going up to her aunt and uncle. because So she was the niece of my neighbors. Yeah. And I went up to her aunt and uncle. I was like, yo, your niece is amazing. Set me up with her. Fucking hell. To her parents? To her, her aunt and uncle and then to her parents. And I was right. like, you're her mom. Like, she's, she's great. And it became like a running joke with my family and their family. But, and also, one of my high school teachers was there too. So he was seeing me being a drunken idiot. It was my high school religion teacher. Of all <laughs> the subjects. All and the I was subjects. like, I, you know, like, I might have your class in a couple weeks. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Like, I kept saying that to him. It was, I was just a mess, right? And I kept saying, like, I was in love with this girl, whatever. Like, she's great. Sure enough, though, like, a year later... That girl became my first girlfriend. Well, there we go. So it was worth it. So it was worth it. I was very embarrassed at the time. Like the next day, I was like, "Fuck, what did I do?" So you did you do you even now suffer with the fear? The fear I mean? of. Do you know what I mean? When if anybody says to you like after a night out, you have the fear. Oh, of like what did I do? Right, exactly. Man, all the time. <laughs> the first thing I do is check who did I message. Right. What photos did I take? Your photos will tell a story. Yeah, the photos is a good way of putting like putting things together. Because I love how the iPhone says, like where the photo was taken <laughs> and the time. Yeah, that helps a lot. But especially especially with a story like that, you obviously wouldn't wouldn't have had that at the time, and you wake up the next day thinking, <coughs> what what the fuck did I say? The thing is, is I was still young, so I remembered everything. I didn't oh, black okay. out. It yeah, was like true. I thought this was a good idea when I was drunk. How good was that when you were young and you didn't black out? You would remember everything. Even right. Though, even though you remember how stupid it was, and like how hilarious everything was, but you just you remembered it all. 
all the time. You yeah. would never, you would never have that worry that someone messaged you. That classic text where someone says to you, "Haha, you last night." <laughs> when that comes through, you're like, "I send that to you a lot." Yeah, it, it fucking freaks me out because the amount of times you think, "Right, hang on." At what point do I not remember anything anymore? And it's usually after about 9 p.m. <laughs> that's just, that's where things go bad. So can I take this back to the Chicago story? Please do. Bring yeah. it back. So, give you context. Hannah and I went to Chicago. We bought this bathtub rum. Two liters for $10. <laughs> totally gross. So gross. Uh, yep. So we got to our Airbnb. We pre-drank before we went to our concert. So we went to the Lawrence Arms and Banner Pilot was opening for them. And you guys don't know this about me. But first of all, the Lawrence Arms is a holy grail band that I've never got to see before. So I was super excited to go see them. Right. And Banner Pilot is another one of my like all-time favorite bands. So, so it's a huge deal. Like I was in the crowd. I was only a little drunk at this point, but I was in the crowd and I got like the whole crowd chanting Banner Pilot songs. Like I got the whole crowd running and Hannah will back up the story 100%. Like okay. I rallied the troops and got it all going for Banner Pilot. And the Lawrence Arms went on. We went, you know, front I got to hear, like, all these favorite songs for the first time ever. It was, like, a religious experience for me. Right. <laughs> That's pretty deep. Okay. So, Hannah and I, after we went to the G-Man Tavern, which in Chicago is a legendary bar, you know, and we went there for the after party for the show. Yeah. And the show was at the Metro, so it's it's right. People who know this, they get it. It's right beside sure. each other or whatever. Okay. Um, so, we're at the G-Man for the after party, and... I'm having a couple drinks here and there. Now, in the States, they especially in the Midwest, they pour drinks heavy. So they don't they don't measure as... as no, it's just like the bartender is just like got the the bottle and it's just like eyeballing it every right. time. And it's always like a little heavy. Okay. Um, so, you know, I was having a few like gin and tonics or Jack and Cokes, whatever I had. And, you know, I, I know like, you know me, like I drink. I know how much I can handle. Yeah. yeah. But I was already starting to feel it. Anyways, the guys in Banner Pilot walked in and i was drunk enough hannah was gone hannah was off being hannah that i lost her and i was like i got no one to talk to right now right and i was drunk enough to go up to a band and i went up to banner pilot and i was like guys you like i just gotta say this is my second time seeing you live the first time was just a couple months ago at fest i love your band you know the the album collapser means so much to me yada 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 my name's lucas i started introducing myself to them we were chatting and I was like, I just, it would mean a lot to me if I can buy you guys a drink. Wow. Okay. And I went to the bar, bought them a drink, handed them to them, you know, like, so, you know, I had about like 15 minutes of banter or whatever. And that's my last memory. Yeah. After that, nothing. I wake up the next day on the floor of our wow. Airbnb. See, when that with... happens, you are, you're in a film right there because that, at that point suddenly becomes a huge montage. Right. Because if that's the last thing you remember, cheering you're like like this band that you adore yeah to then waking up like incredible yeah exactly right um so i woke up on the floor with a pillow underneath me so i was like and i was like i was like two feet away from my bed right and my bed was on a weird angle well who, who was in your bed no one was there brilliant so you had a, you had an empty bed and you were passed out on the floor yes logic okay so i had to wait for hannah to wake up Right. And uh So where was she? Was she in another room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. so it was Hannah and I and we met her friend Kim. Yeah. So the girls were sharing a bed and I had my own. Okay. Right? And I, w I waited for Hannah to wake up. And while I was waiting, I was sitting there 
and I was, I was like, okay, well, I blacked out. So the first thing I do is I check my phone. No messages on my phone. So I was like, okay, I didn't text Hannah at any point. Which is normally, normally quite weird. Normally you have multiple texts which make zero sense as well. Yeah. Or at the very least, I figured I would have texted Hannah, like, where are you? We got to meet up. Or she's looking for me. Yeah. Right? But I do look at my photos, and I see... So my last memory is around midnight when I met a banner pilot. Okay. I looked at my phone, and I had, like, five blurry photos with banner pilot at 2.40 in the morning Great. at the same bar. So you were, at least you were still lasting until so that I was, time. So I was hanging out with them, I That's guess, great. for, like, two... Almost three hours. So I couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so you made it work, yeah. Yeah, like, my biggest fear is, like, I was hanging out with them, and the whole time I was like, you guys are fucking great. You were really great. opening up, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was really hoping you would say that you found pictures of, like, them them and you, I don't know, in the most random scenarios where, like, I don't know, you're in a field naked sort of thing. <laughs> Could you imagine? Or, like, you were on top of, like, a building, like, high-fiving each other, something like that. Yeah. That's that's where I was hoping that would go. But at, yeah. least, the, at least the thing is, you made it home to your floor rather than the bed that's that's a good step. that's a whole story in itself. And, you, and you had your wallet i had my wallet had my i thought i lost my keys but it turns out they were somewhere on the floor of my airbnb like that's that's one of the biggest fears after a night out where yeah. you don't remember anything you you scramble for your phone your wallet and your keys i was fully clothed by the way on the floor yeah I like mean, wearing a jacket like a, a, a jean jacket so you literally just completely keeled over <laughs> so there's a story to that of course there the story's is. not done so at about 3 a.m., Hannah woke up, and I was like, Hannah, how the fuck did I get here? I have no memory of anything. And I wish she was here right now to tell the story. But So at 3 a.m., the bar was closing. They were kicking us all out. And the, the uh, bouncer, God bless him, was just like, he found Hannah. He's like, I saw you two walk in together. You got to take this guy home. And I was just stumbling. <laughs> Uh, when you become that person who needs to be taken home, yeah. And uh, those are you, you know you guys may know Hannah by voice, but Hannah's a like big as in tall, like she is six something, mm-hmm. very tall woman. Right. You know she can she can handle me, right? <laughs> like so she's carrying me and she's trying to bring me to our Airbnb, which is a five minute walk. Right. And she's like, I can't do this, and she has Kim with her too, and uh, <laughs> so they call uh, Uber. <laughs> for a five minute walk. <laughs> for a five minute walk. So essentially a two minute drive. The Uber yeah. driver must have thought, Are you kidding me? Come on. Fucking... Oh, well he probably like, saw I can literally me. see where I'm dropping you off. However, yes. Yeah. He probably did he see me. He probably you. did see me. So the, the two girls they have to bring me up. Our Airbnb is on the second floor right. of this apartment. And it's like you have to go up steps first of all to get into the apartment and then up like a spiral staircase. So somehow, bless them, they got me up there. Hannah gets me all the way into my room. Yep. And again, I want to give you guys context. Hannah's really tall. She's not a petite woman. Uh, you know, she's tall. She's strong. I managed to fall over and knock her down. <laughs> hit my bed. So that's how the bed came on an angle. And then she got a pillow, put it underneath me, and she's like, I fucking tried. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know? mean, good on her. Because and she probably was like, yeah, enough's enough. Yeah. And I keep telling her, like, to this day, I'm like, you did more than enough. <laughs> like, thank you. So, hang on. When you were like... Like timber, like a big tree that was falling down. Like, how, how exactly did you hit her? Did you have like flailing arms going everywhere? Or did you headbutt the poor girl? I don't know. Well, I couldn't headbutt her. Her head's like fucking oh, way right. above well, like, mine. You used but... your forehead on her body or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what a headbutt is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but like, surely, surely you must, yeah, you must have really took a swipe at her. Oh, to, man, to knock I, uh... her down as well. 
Uh, she yeah. must have been so furious at that point and like looked down and gone, do you know what? Had a, Fuck you. Here's a pillow. Yeah. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I mean, good honor for that. Good honor. Like, bless her. Like, she, she did a lot. Um, yeah, because like, I think, I think everybody can relate to the idea of injuring themselves. So, you know, um, is, do you know the term UDI? Yes. Right. Unknown drunken injury. Uh, Un- or unidentified. Unidentified yeah, drunken yeah. injury. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's the amount of times I've woken up with bruises on parts of the body I didn't even know existed. Um, but is there anything, is there anything that stands out to you that you've like really, really like badly injured yourself? Not like a bad bruise or anything quite bad or, as a result of drinking, whether it be at home or on out and about. You know what? I've been very lucky. Have you? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten bruises. I've gotten, like, I've woken up sore the next day, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Okay. Uh, but I've never had, like, a bad injury. All right, for the sake of my conscience, can you just touch wood right now? <laughs> just to be sure. Because yeah. you said that. In terms of injuring myself after drinking is, before I get into it, if I were to say to you, um, falling down a hole over a bush, ring, ring any bells? No, not at, like, brilliant. No. Okay, good. Um, on the way from a night out back home and we were at university and we walking through like halls of residence and like through where our campus is it was at the time where jackass was a pretty big deal um, and so we were like jumping into bushes trying to do like cartwheels on top of each other <laughs> what is a soft core jackass <laughs> yeah exactly um, and um, I got to a point where I saw like a, a, like a huge hedge over to the right hand side and I thought it'd be hilarious to try and jump over that and I was with like three or four other guys and I said to them I was like guys watch this this is gonna be great and just <laughs> my go- name's Ollie and this is Jackass yeah exactly um, and then I just started sprinting towards this hedge and I remember thinking why is why is someone calling my name and at that point one of my friends what he was trying to do was, was scream to me Ollie don't Ollie do not do what you're about to do but all I could think about was my name in lights. Like, this is going to be incredible. Was someone recording? They weren't, stupidly. Um, so I ran at this hedge, and then I remember thinking, I'm going to jump over this head first. But luckily I didn't. Leaped over with my hands and my legs at the same time. And then as I was coming over the hedge, I realized on the other side was a 15 to 20 foot drop into a concrete area where steps were leading down to a basement. 20 feet. Yeah, because I, I went back. I went, you. I went back. Oh, well, this is the point. Like, I went back the next day to look at it, and we like measured it, and we like took pictures, and we're like, "Fuck, I was lucky." Because um, the way that I jumped over and the way I handled myself essentially was because I swung my legs over. It was like dropping down feet first, but because the freak out moment of being drunk and realizing that actually I'm falling, obviously I put my hand out to try and stop myself. I smashed my left hand on the side of the railing, which was running through the middle of the hedge anyway. That's um, cut my hand open and and broke my thumb. Then fell down uh, the hole onto my feet and then crashed onto the wall on the other side. If I was a little bit like maybe one foot to the other side of it, I would have gone through. There was a window down there into the basement and I would have gone probably whole body, feet first, face first. wouldn't exist. No, I, I wouldn't probably have been here i would have been in seriously serious trouble um so i was i i, I was found like myself you only at the bottom. need four feet to kill you right exactly so this this is like me landing on my feet obviously my knees hurt because i had so much impact yeah. right you're the luckiest motherfucker i know it was it was so lucky because 
I I like I, I found myself like I stumbled and I like I kind of gathered my breath as well because it winded me. Mm-hmm. Looked at my hand covered in blood. My thumb was at a weird angle, and I could hear my friends like screaming like Ollie, are you okay? And they were like the voices getting nearer as they're running over. But the weirdest thing that happened was all of a sudden next to me there was a strange old man who was already <laughs> in the hole, being and he just turned to me and he said, "Are you okay?" And I just looked at him thinking, how long have you been down here? Like, did you do something like this to me like 30 years ago, maybe? And you've been here all this time. (laughs) The man in the hall. He's got this big beard and he's like really skinny, frail guy who never escaped. Apparently, he saw me running and he could see what I was about to do. So he decided to run and try and help me as I got down there. Why'd you call him weird? Well, because I I was freaked out. I was like, why is an old man already down in this hole? Um, the lucky thing for me, it was, this was around the corner from the hospital. So my friends took me around the corner and I got like stitched up and they had to re-break my thumb and everything like that. But the following day when I went back to get rebandaged, me and a friend, and it was actually Simon who you've met. Uh, we, great guy. Uh, great guy. We actually went back to look at the, uh, where, where it all happened. And the weirdest thing is because in daylight and when you're sober, you see things in a, I guess, normal light. It, you can look at this hedge and it's a very very thin hedge and you can see a railing that goes through the middle of it and i actually remember my first thought thinking why don't i dive through this hedge so can you imagine if i was running full pelt to dive through oh, the middle of it man firstly face first into this um into this fence but then secondly yeah my initial thought after that was i'm gonna superman dive over this hedge and if i'd done that like landed on my face or even gone through the glass that was down in that window down there so God knows what would happen. So yes, like I was being like looked after that day when I drunkenly jumped over that. Yeah. So that was that was a huge escape, and I don't think I've ever done anything as silly on purpose. Anyway, <laughs> drunkenly before. Wow, that's uh, I don't do stupid shit like, like I do a lot of stupid shit, but I don't do stupid shit like that. To clarify, this was ten years ago. So you're uh, like my age. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, for uh, I guess more of a more of a positive spin on things, is are like our pub crawls or bar crawls a thing here? N- yes, there are some, but I like my experience of doing pub crawls, and I had this written down too. Is like Europe when I when I backpacked through Europe, I did so many pub crawls, and it was like the best experiences of my life. But did you ever do like themed ones? No. So never dress up, fancy dress themed <laughs> pub crawls. <laughs> No, and that and and would you so you've never so you've never done that, but you've never would you never do pub crawls or th- anything like that here? It was only when you were in Europe. Only in Europe, um, like I know there's a big pub crawl that happens here called like Twelve Bars or something like that. Right, but it's like it's it's something you like after the age of like twenty one you don't do because it's all <laughs> it's all young people. Like, yeah, like for sure. I, I'm saying young, like. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's okay. the theme of the fuck is calling you old today. But uh no, it's just like, you know, it's all like nineteen year olds and yes. University age students who just can drink or they're using a fake ID or whatever. Um and then like everyone gets like matching tank tops and I think there's different teams and I've never done it, but um it's generally considered to be a very like douchey event. Really? Yeah. Cause I mean you you're completely right. Um if I if I use Leeds, for example, in the UK where I went to university like pub crawls is a huge thing. There's a, there's a there's a particular one called Otley Run. It's uh, it's on a road, Otley Road, where there are I, there are there are a lot of people who like contest the exact amount of pubs which are along this route. The normal amount which people would do is 
I don't know. I think maybe circa 15. I could be completely wrong. Someone's probably going to let me know on social media anyway. <laughs> but quite often, yeah, you, you would always do it, but you would always do it in a theme. Like, for example, one of my birthdays, I did, like, punk rockers. Like, I would have friends who were not into music at all, so they would find it even more fun to dress up in that. You'd have superheroes. You would have um, everybody drunk, like, dressed up as... I don't know characters from a film of some degree or uh everybody would be a f a, do you know what a popular one would be is if whoever's birthday it, it was they would use the first letter of their name and everybody has to dress up in something that matches the first letter of that name right uh, yeah first name well i mean for me like people would be stuck they'd either be like oranges or olives orgasms come on i'd go as an orgasm all right, so, all right, please tell me and the podcast and everybody listening, how would you dress up as an <laughs> orgasm? How on earth would you dress up as Orgasmo. That? Have you ever heard of that movie? Orgasmo? It was like some shitty movie by the creators of South Park before they became the no. creators of South Park and they made it a superhero called Orgasmo. Oh, they made a gun that. that gave people orgasms. There okay, so you could have dressed up as that person. Yeah. Fine. So yeah, there so you that, go. I that, saved myself. That was, that was definitely a big thing. People getting dressed up and doing like pub crawls. Um... But I, I, yeah, I guess it feels pretty British. Like, I'm not surprised that it wasn't really anything you would do and it was only something you experienced in Europe. But how do you think How do you think you could cope now if, say, you were to do 15 bars and the rule is you can have one drink in each bar, right? Do you reckon you could do 15 bars? Like, and you have to be pretty quick about it as well. 15 uh, drinks. Yeah, I could do that. You reckon you could? I mean, I, like, I have to have nothing planned the next day, but I can do it. Okay, you heard it here first. Challenge accepted. We need to get him on a pub crawl. All right. Well, what uh, Paulo did for... So, there was one birthday. My whole my running joke with my friends was just, like, I want to do... Uh, I wanted my friends to throw me a surprise party. So, right. for many years, I would be like, throw me a surprise party, throw me a surprise party. And they're like, you can't tell me to do it, because then... Well, exactly. It's not a surprise anymore. Okay, and it, so. that didn't happen until this year, when... You successfully surprised me. Yes, we did. Um, but uh, Paulo one year, Paulo and Adam, they like, they're like, oh shit, Lucas is like expecting a surprise party, but we don't have enough time to organize it. So what they did is they they planned a pub golf night. Oh, I've heard about these. Yeah. And uh, Paulo made, because Paulo's a graphic designer, he made uh, like score sheets. Right. And okay. with a bunch of different bars listed in this area in Richmond Hill. Uh, so we went there. And we had to go to all these different bars, and your score was, like, you know, for every... You had to get a beer and a shot at every bar. Okay, every bar, beer and a shot, yep. And if you had a water... So, a beer and a shot at every bar is a zero. That's being on par. Okay. Right? Yeah. If you have an extra drink there, that's a negative. Oh, that's when you get, like, under par. Which yeah, is but if you have you water, need. that's a plus. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> very toxic. So essentially, yes, the more alcohol you have, the better, like, under par you are going to yeah. be. Essentially, better the score. And he, and he made these cards, right? So it had the bar, like, how much water you had, how much drinks, how much alcohol, what the par was. Yeah. And you, I think to get par, you also had to get a specific drink at each place. Okay. Um, and it was also had a bunch of my, like, faces from Drunken Nights Out plastered all over the card, <laughs> and everyone had their own card. So it was about, like, five or six of us. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun night. I don't think any of us made it to all the bars. No. that's Yeah, that's a good idea. Because, obviously, you're giving yourself a beer and a shot. Yeah. <laughs> or a drink and a shot anyway. Like, at each bar, like, that's that's no doubt going to, like, yeah. be a lot to keep Plus, up with. Plus, we're getting, like, we have score sheets. So, we're getting, like, Adam and I are getting competitive. Like Right. So, some, doing something like that, you're going to get competitive. Now, if you, on the whole, add being competitive to alcohol, 
unfortunately, quite often, more than not, you would find people fighting. Uh-huh. Like, have you have you ever been in a fight on a drunken night out? I'm I'm not a violent person, no. nor am I a violent drunk. Um, but Adam and I had this funny, fun little thing where we would play fight. Okay. Every time, not with, every with, time with each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be very innocent. It'd be like more of like a feats of strength thing rather than like we weren't looking to hurt each other. No, no. But we we're just kind of wrestling and like yeah. you know, like kind of muscling each other, <laughs> trying to pin someone to the ground. Right. Right. Trying to be real lads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd just be like, yo, who's the more alpha right now? Right. <laughs> like, okay. Um, so there's a series of videos that we will have to, like, I'll have to get Paulo to show you. I'm surprised this has not come up. I've not seen any of these, no. But Adam and I would just, like, like, it was a solid year, year and a half where it's just, like, we would fight and it'd be videotaped every time. And this would always be happening, like, in nights out. After yeah. A certain level of alcohol has been consumed. <laughs> so, like, I'm trying to pin him. There's one time, like, I actually slam him on tiles and stuff. Fuck. But, like, I kind of, like, I try to take more of the weight so I don't hurt him. Like, I'm okay. not trying to, we're not trying to hurt each no, other. No, no, right? no. Like, yeah. we're not like, fuck you. Like, no, it's just like, yeah, I'm stronger than you. But what about, okay, <laughs> so what about genuine fights, though, with strangers? Never. You've never been in a I fight. don't, like, I'm not a fighter. I'm not, like. No. It's not that I fear, like, I will only fight if, like, someone's in danger. And is, is, have, and have, have any of your friends ever been threatened where you felt like you needed to step in? No, not, not yet. I mean, the time I saved Adam from the mugging, yeah. <laughs> Contested story, but, um, yeah. No, yeah, the, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, like, an angry drunk. I'm not, I'm not a violent person to begin with. No, and I, like, 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 what about you? Like, do you, well, I think, you I think, fights? I think on that point, like it's a very English that, thing. That, well, <laughs> I guess that's one of the reasons why we're such good friends is because we have the same mentality when it comes to stuff like that. We, yeah. especially the the time I've been living here, we've we've never experienced any problems because we are not the ones to look for it. And if there's ever any degree of like you can feel something bubbling in and around us, we don't get involved in it. Yeah, because it's it's just we, what's the fucking point? The only time I've ever been in any degree of an altercation is um, back in the UK. One of the bars I used to go to quite often. There was a there was a girl in there who I used to work with, and I'd not seen her in a while, and we were just talking and having conversation, and all of a sudden out of nowhere I got pushed to the ground. I like stood up, looked, and I actually couldn't see anybody who'd done it, and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." It was weird. Kept talking, and then it happened again. I was pushed to the floor. So then I turned around and was like, "Right, someone's clearly like l- picking me out here." And there was a guy who was looking at me and he had like that smug look on his face and yeah. he, he kind of gave me the middle finger. So I walked up to him and was like, look, what, what's the issue? Why are you doing this? And he's like, look, it's not, it wasn't me. It was my buddy who's just gone outside for a cigarette. Um, I can take you outside to find if you want. And at that point I was like, not normally the kind of guy to be controversial, but I was like, well, I want to find out what the fuck I've done wrong. Yes. To some degree I'd had like Dutch courage inside me. So I was like, right. Irish courage? Irish courage. <laughs> so I was Liquid like, Liquid okay, confidence. That's, that's what it is. So I was like, okay, fine. Let's go, and, let's go and find out what his issue is then. Walked outside and his buddy found him and he like whispered in his ear, which I could kind of hear saying, this is the guy you pushed over. And this guy just turned, looked at me and swung and smacked me right in the face there and then. And then I like, I stumbled back and it was like, fuck, that really hurt. And the blood within like within me was just boiling and I really wanted to attack him but then I stopped and I remembered where I was and it was a bar that I used to go to a lot and used to work at like for a period of time and I realized we were standing outside the front door where the security were cameras everywhere 
So I just looked at him and I just walked inside. And I could hear him laughing, thinking he'd won this one. Yeah. But immediately went into the manager's office and was like, right, this has just happened. Look at the tape. She looked, could see, told security, went and got to him and he was barred. And I was just like, I'm really glad that as much as I was very close to retaliating to him, like I withheld it. But ever since that point then occurred, whenever I saw him on a night out, he was like, he was nice as pie. Like he was like really like overly nice to me uh-huh. because he realized he was just, it overreacted. Apparently what it had come down to was the fact that I was talking to apparently, which I didn't know his ex, uh. someone who I used to work with and I was just genuinely like catching up with. And he thought I was trying something on and he just like, he got too drunk and he said, I have anger problems when he hit me. But that's the only time I've ever been involved in something like that. Just like, like I never understood that reaction. Like my right. ex is talking to another guy. Exactly. I'm going to beat this guy up. No. Like that a look makes you look more like an asshole. Yep. And B, that doesn't fucking solve anything. Doesn't like, help anything at all. Like, people are people are crazy. Yeah, I find, like, at a night out, if someone's trying to start something, like, I wouldn't, like, you went out and you were like, oh, I'm going to go see what the problem is. I would have been like, I'm not going to go outside and have his friend lead me somewhere. Right, right? Like, yeah. It's like, that's just looking for a fight. It, it, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. And not that you were, but, because you're naive, but. <laughs> yeah, I totally was. Like, I think I was, I think yeah. it was a part of me was just like, well, what have I done wrong to upset this guy? Yeah, like I wanted to like try and right a wrong there, but I I would say that like since I've been here in Toronto, I that I can recall, there's barely been a situation where I've seen people brawling in a, in a club outside or anything like that. We don't go to like rougher places, like no, and about like yeah, but it's still it's still it depends on the people. There's no spoons like, here. <laughs> <laughs> there are, I guess there are. Like obviously, it comes down to the people and where you go for yeah. sure. I mean, the type of people we hang out with aren't people looking for trouble. No. So we're not going to experience that. No. And the type of bars we go to, like, like yeah, sometimes there's there's one drunk asshole who gets kicked out or whatever, but, right. like, you don't, you know. You don't see on that, like, that often. I mean, uh, like, okay, so in terms of, like, the kind of bars that we go to, um, if, we were to take, if we were to take it down the route of when it comes to actually on a night out, depending on whether you're sober a little bit drunk or very drunk when it comes to actually meeting girls on a night out okay mm. and just for the sake of like hilarity and the sake of this podcast imagine like you're really really drunk if you were to see like a girl that you think okay she seems super attractive i would like to be able to try and talk to her yeah really drunk lucas can he do that or is it like i'm more interested in having fun with my friends if i talk to her great if i don't fine so there's a threshold of drunken confident Lucas and drunken I know I'm like self-aware to drunk Lucas right okay so so I was having this issue for a while like like I'll be honest I can get a little anxious sometimes mm-hmm. um, especially with the pressure of a night out right like you right. go out and you're like like let's say like you and I went out mm-hmm. and you were talking to a girl and then I was like oh shit I'm on my own now I'd be like I'm gonna have a couple drinks Get the, you know, get the nerves down a little bit and then go talk to a girl. Okay. But my problem for the longest time was I'd overdo the drinks and I'd be like, I'm too drunk right now. <laughs> that there's no way I'll make sense to it. You won't be able to give the best version of yourself. So then I'll be like, I'm just going to go. <laughs> right? Like, it's like, it's like totally an anxiety thing. So like, so like right. I got to find, I always got to try and find that sweet spot, right? Without chasing yeah. it. Um, so really drunk Lucas? No. But like, you know, like. 
That's good. It's good though that you you have that awareness though that if you do become that level of drunk where you're like, I I am too drunk to even try even talking Mm -hmm. to like even my mother on the phone, let alone a, a beautiful girl in a bar. Yeah. That's I mean that's where a lot of guys don't see that line and they then overstep it because the reason yeah. I say that is that I've seen way too many times I I just find it fascinating when you see guys in bars you can clearly see are super drunk and they will for example the obvious thing go and start dancing behind a girl hands on hips yeah well that's 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 something I wouldn't do sober drunk right or exactly. whatever I just mean like if I can't if I can't talk to you like a human like. Right. I'm not going to go up and talk. Like, if I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to waste your time. Yeah. You know, but like, if I can, if I can converse with you and be, be smart and be funny and right. interesting. Yeah. I'll go do it. Is there, is there ever a, a situation you can think of where you, you might have tried and it, it's kind of turned out pretty hilarious, whether it even be you or even her, like. I don't know, you know, classic thing on TV, like, yeah. you start talking to a girl, she's super drunk, and suddenly throws up on your shoes, but, like, is there anything like that, maybe, like, occur? Um, I had, I had this one, one night, I was out, and this girl was really into me. Okay. Right, like, she was just like, oh, you teach yoga, like, that's amazing, like, she just, like, everything kept getting, like, like, she was, like, in love with me, and I was like, this girl's cute, whatever, so she, nice. she gave me her number, and I was like, okay, that's... That's good, whatever. And I remember like texting her the next day and being like, "Hey, it's Lucas from the bar. Um, Want to go grab a drink?" And she's like, "Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I have a boyfriend. Like, you know, like I just whiskey got to me, and I was like, like, yo, like, I'm not upset. I totally get it. Sometimes alcohol gets us to do things. Um, but like, like it was one of those things. Was like, this is like this is going like suspiciously too well, right? But like, also she was being kind of hesitant, so." So they, you know, she had that classic thing of like the devil and the angel on. Yeah, face. I was just like, "What's going on?" So I guess she just got a few drinks. There was another one. Um, <laughs> we were, we were, you and I, we were at Sneaky D's, and you went out. I don't know why we weren't together at this very moment, but I was standing there. And this girl comes up to me. And she goes, "Oh, your shirt's awesome." I was like, "Cool, thanks." And then she starts feeling my beard, and she just starts rubbing my beard like no, great no stop. context, whatever. I'm like, this girl's really into me. I think you can safely say a girl is into you when she just starts. Yeah, yeah. Bed. We were chatting a little bit. And I was like, "Well, so you know, hey, I'm Lucas." You know, I was like, you know, ten minutes in, I'm like, maybe I should tell you my name. She was like, "Hey, my name's Olivia." I'm like, "Oh, that's my sister's name." Oh, <laughs> I walked away. <laughs> God, that's so true, though. Right? Like, it's like your sister or your mom's name. It's just like it's it's weird. It's weird. It would be weird. I'm I'm sure there's other people listening to this that probably agree. I mean, for any of you who are in a relationship with someone who has the same name as, like, someone in your family. I mean, great, good on you. But personally, I no. couldn't. I couldn't. Like... I have enough Ollies in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that a lot of people can relate to is, and I don't know where you stand on this, is, do you know what I mean by Irish goodbyes? <laughs> I think me, out of all of your friends, know what a fucking Irish goodbye is. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you you are you are a fan of disappearing. Yeah, um, as much like as famous as I am for performing Irish goodbyes at the end of the night, I just learned what that term was. Like, I want to say three months ago. So what what would you refer to it as before knowing that's what a lot of people call it? <laughs> I had no idea. You just it was just a thing. It, yeah, I think I think someone said like you did an Irish goodbye the night before, and I was like. I got to look this up. 
So we'll just, I guess, just in case anybody is a little bit unsure, um, Irish goodbye is genuinely like. I'm not saying everybody refers to it as this, but it is on a night out. You're with a group of friends, and you get to a point where you realize either a you might be a little bit too drunk, or you just had enough. You decide you want to go home, but you know when you don't want to have to tell everybody because they're going to be like, "Oh, stay." Because everyone's drunk, drink. right? They're yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want you don't want to be the arsehole who's like, "I'm going to leave now," because they're like, "Come on, let's stay a little bit longer." So you just slip out. Right. Don't tell anybody. And I I heard a few people talking about this the other day actually, and they were like. Some people were on the fence about it. Some people were like, it's really rude to do it. Because one, like, you, you actually worry your friends if you suddenly disappeared and don't say anything. You've never worried. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, like, thank God, he's gone. But whereas some people have been like, well, yeah, that's fair enough. But as long as you, like, text them going, hey, I've headed home, like, fine. You give, you give some to sort of fair, recognition to it. To be fair, you should do text. Which you do. Yeah. You absolutely do. But, like, that goes back to, like, the, like, anxiety thing of, like, okay... If I'm on a night out and I know I've gone too drunk and, like, other people have, like, kind of shacked off with other people and I'm like, you know what, at this point I think I'm just going to go home. Right. Right? It's like, it's not like, it's like my friends have all gone and done other things where they went to go get food or they went to go hook up with someone or whatever. Okay. And I'm like, I'm too drunk to even try. Well, have you... Okay, I'm going to so, call an Uber before the the surge prices come. Yeah, oh God, <laughs> of course you need to avoid that. I like how even in my drunken state I'm like... You know what? Let's let's do this. This is economical. <laughs> well, it's like so, sometimes sometimes you actually you find a way more logic at times you least expect it. Like I remember, I remember we were on a night out once, and a couple of friends of mine who I work with, they there is a couple were decided between the two of them. The guy was going to be like, right, I'll get Uber open while you get Domino's open. They ordered at the same time. I so remember that, that. By the time they actually get home, the Uber's got them home, and the Domino's waiting for them. Which That's is a dream which is, relationship genius so sometimes that logic does come um but in terms of the irish goodbye have you given the fact you are someone who likes enjoys doing this <laughs> i don't enjoy it i just do you it just do it okay <laughs> have you have you ever done it almost on a forced situation and i mean this so much that i have on a couple of occasions back in the uk where we're very very big on doing rounds okay where you'll buy buy rounds of drinks everybody <laughs> And on a couple I of occasions, this is going. I have been part of like four, five, six, maybe even seven rounds of people. And I'm like, all right, I'm pretty drunk. This is great. And I've realized that it, it's coming to my round. And I'm thinking, fair enough. I will I will buy a round for everybody. It's only fair. Gone to my wallet and realized that not only do I not have any cash on me, for some reason, stupidly, I've left my card at home. So I am without any money. And I've decided the simplest thing for me to do is just sneak out and not say anything. And that's <laughs> yeah, that, shit that is a really shit thing to do. I accept. Wow. I have. To, I say this has been twice. I have done it. I from. I mean, it's very rare to be without a card or cash nowadays. That's that's a weird. I but just, back in your day. But it was. <laughs> but this was purely like I, I could see myself looking at my wallet and picturing my card on my bedside table, mm-hmm. laughing at me, thinking bollocks. Why did I leave that behind? But I thought, well, I don't really want to be that guy to say, sorry, guys, I can't buy anybody a drink. They're all pretty drunk. They're having a good time. I'll just leave. So have you ever done anything like that? Or is it always just being like, oh, I've had enough. I'm going. No, because I'm not a shit person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can be a shit person, but not that like not that bad. I love buying people drinks when I can. Yeah. Exa- well, exactly. When I can. I just couldn't. You're To be fair, like, um, being your friend, you... I think you've bought me more drinks than I bought you. Do you think? 
Yeah, you probably maybe I shouldn't tell you this, <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of the night you get really drunk and you just like you don't care. It's because I like it's because when I'm going to the bar and I want to have a drink myself, it's like I don't want to be just the only one drinking. So yeah. even if people are like, "Oh, I'm not going to get one," I'm like, "Well, I'll get one." You're like, no, yeah. "No, no, no, no! Come on, have a drink with me." So that's I guess yeah. Like for me, when money's good, I try to like treat my friends to drinks as much as I can. Yeah. When it's tighter, I'm like, "Yeah, you want to buy me a drink? Sure." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it's a circumstantial Have thing. you ever... Okay. Swings and roundabouts. What? Swings and roundabouts. We, okay, roundabouts is a very UK thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. But you, well, you, what you, is this term? I've never heard this You've term. never heard it? Before? Is that even English? Finally! Fucking, we have a term <laughs> that we talk about. Actually, uh, I have to I have to be careful how I, how I say this one because I feel like this is going to be another occasion where someone is going to listen to this podcast and tell me how wrong I am. However... For a long time, I thought the saying was, um, wait, what did I think it was? No, yeah, swings swings and roundabouts. It's when someone uh, puts a sheet over their head and they scare you. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this, this one, I never actually fully understood why swings and roundabouts would be used in that sort of context, but it is. If something's like, it just comes around, it comes around again. What goes around comes around? Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense, swings and roundabouts. Hmm. That circular motion. Anyway, I'm sounding like an idiot. That's why I said it. Please continue. <laughs> Have you... Because the stereotype is on a night out. Yeah. Men buy women drinks. Right. Men are like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Okay. Have you ever had a woman buy you a drink? Not like, you know, your friend, but a girl trying to... A Complete female stranger. trying to hit on you, buy you a drink. Uh, Very rarely. Yes, but very, very, very rarely. rarely. Yeah. Like that doesn't that doesn't happen, like at I all. feel like it happens with me a lot. Oh really? Like more than it does. Like, and I don't I don't consider myself to be like, like I'm sitting here with British Ryan Gosling here. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know like I I'm like an average I'm a good like I think I'm good looking. You're a good looking dude. I'm a so good yeah. looking dude, but you know I don't think I'm like you know. Above average or okay. whatever it is or you know like extraordinary, but like somehow. I get people to buy like girls trying to hit on me to buy me drinks all the time. All the time. I don't know how it happens. That's amazing. Maybe not all the time, but like more frequent than it ever needs to be. Right. Okay. Than the stereotype I ever admit. Well, yeah, that's 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 a that's a big thing because it is that's very rare. Like males on the whole that I know, like for sure, like wouldn't come back and be like, oh, some girl has just bought me a drink. Yeah. So you are offering some degree of. I don't know. They like You're such a great person. The, not the aura you're giving off. They're like, I feel like I want to buy this guy a drink. This guy's this guy's poor, <laughs> but I want to keep his attention, and he seems to have a bit of an alcohol problem. Hold so on like, to that. <laughs> whatever, whatever alcoholic look you're going for, keep it up because it yeah. sounds like it's working really well. On that note, wow. I think uh, I think that's uh, time to wrap things up. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot of stories of being idiots. Um, I would encourage a lot of people listening to this episode. Please let us know your embarrassing drunken stories. Please don't judge us. Yeah, don't judge us. <laughs> um, but I think I think there's going to be a lot of you who's going to have something similar. Please let us know what they are. Yeah. I've, like I still personally feel like I only just barely scratch the surface. We might need a follow up episode. Like there, there's going to be one. Yeah. Like one hundred percent. And I'm, I'm sure even between now and when we record that, we're going to have created more material as well. <laughs> That's let cool. alone just probably from the recordings themselves and that fucking terrible rum. Oh, so. I forgot about that rum. That's still sitting with me. Like, yeah. like that bathtub rum has been sitting in my place now for like two or three months. Like, it's like, 
I've been trying to get rid of it. It won't go away. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for giving that to me there. Enjoy so, that. So, uh, where can people share these stories? Um, so, get in touch with us, guys, on uh, Twitter, and that's at that even English, and on Facebook is that even English as well. Or like plenty of you've been doing, just creep us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. What's what's your personal Instagram? Uh, so anybody wants to get in touch is at Ollie B twenty five, and yours is at Champagne dot Papu. God. Making fun of the Drake, the it's a Greek spin on the Drake thing. Okay, how are you he's champagne poppy? How are you spelling the second half of that then? P A P O U. Great. Good or luck. you can just search Lucas Passarella. Good luck finding that, guys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe we should think about <laughs> opening up a uh, an Instagram account sometime soon. Then. Maybe one day. We'll we'll get to that point. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of opening in terms of how much we drink <laughs> this yep. episode because it's uh, a lot of stories about realizing how, how much idiots we, we like to be. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to continue to do so. Um, but as ever, thank you so much, guys, for listening. It means it, a lot. It always is crazy. And, uh, and yeah, we've got some fun stuff coming up in the near future. All right, see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. <laughs>